ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast, and this is the first episode coming to you live from Australia. So if the sound is a little bit different, we're in a new office and a new space, and my audio tech guy is still figuring things out. It's not really live, but you know, podcasts don't really work that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, we are coming to you from Australia. Simeon is with me on this episode. Thanks for joining, babe. Absolutely. I'm excited about this episode and kind of the next few because in honor of the month of love, Simeon is joining me to tackle a few different um, relationship topics on the podcast. So this first one is date night ideas. We are going to share some of our favorites with you. I did a little poll on Instagram, got some different ideas from some other people. And so we're just going to have fun with this. I think all of us could stand to have some fresh air breathed into our date nights. And I heard that from a lot of you when I did the poll is please share these ideas because we're stumped, we're bored, we need a new idea on how to connect with our spouse. And Simeon and I actually did an episode way back in the beginning of the podcast, I think it's actually episode number seven, called Connecting with Your Spouse. Um, And at the time, we shared just some different date night things that we enjoyed, a few different uh, games that we enjoy playing together. So if you want to scroll all the way back through the archives, you can find that one if you haven't listened to it already. But this is kind of the updated 2.0 version of currently what we're enjoying for date night. Now, I say all this, and we actually (laughs) haven't had a date night in a little while. Um, We're a little out of the groove with the move and everything that has been going on. But it is something that we are going to try to get back to as quickly as possible because we know that our relationship um, is so much better when we're investing that quality time together. Right now, our quality time is spent building things and (laughs) hanging things. Shopping. (laughs) Uh, But we are spending a lot of time together, so that's been nice. It is so good as a couple to spend time together um, really getting to just share your heart, share your life with each other. Um, A really good book that I read, I believe I read it last year, was called The Flirtation Experiment. Felicia Masonheimer and someone else co-wrote that with her. Um, But if you feel a little drab in your relationship, this is speaking to married people, by the way, um, that one is really good to get some ideas. And I think they have some date night ideas, but they also have just some different Um, relationship just to kind of bring some spice back into your marriage. Um, So that's a good one if you're kind of listening to this thinking, I need some ideas. We're just in a rut. We aren't husband and wife. We aren't lovers. We aren't having fun, best friends. We're just kind of cohabitating. (laughs) If you need to breathe some life back into your relationship, that's a good book. And then hopefully you can get some ideas from this podcast episode sharing some of our favorite date night ideas. I know one question that I have gotten actually quite often as we have shared some of um, our family's ideals on minimal TV in the home. We've done several episodes of that um, with our children, how we've really, we actually don't even have a TV in our house here in Australia. We're going to see how long we can go before getting one. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes we don't utilize a phone or a computer to turn on a show or something. Um, 
But we've really tried to step away from a lot of media entertainment in our home for various reasons. You can find some other podcast episodes that I've done on that. Um, But I've had people ask me that as a couple, what do you do if you don't watch TV together? Um, And we were kind of at that place before. Again, we've shared all of this where really the only thing that we did together was watch TV. Like that was our go-to date night hobby other than like maybe going out to a restaurant from time to time. Um, And we really tried to pull away from that. So we had to get creative with our date night ideas, which has landed us on several different things. So I think we should probably share a few of our favorite date night ideas right now. And then I'll share some of the ones that I got in the poll. Um, But Simeon and I really, when when the weather is beautiful, which in Australia, it's summer right now and it is gorgeous. Now we don't have free babysitters like we had in the States. So we're (laughs) navigating some of that. Um, and I know those of you that are in the States or in a cooler climate right now, you know, you can't just up and go kayaking. Um, but we love getting outside. And that was something that a lot of people said too, is they love taking walks together. Even if you can't do like a water sport or something like that, even just getting out in your neighborhood or just taking a walk down your driveway. Um, it's good to walk and talk. I feel like some of our best conversations have happened either driving in the car or just walking, walking through the woods, taking, you know, a trail, a hike. Um, but we really enjoy spending time outside together. Um, like I said, doing walks. We do, we love to kayak. Um, we like to hike. There, there's just endless things that you can do outside together. Um, Simeon really likes to play tennis. I really struggle when it comes to balls and athleticism. <laughs> um, and, you know, half the time of our marriage, I've been pregnant, and it's probably not the best idea to play tennis um, with an amateur when you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are a lot of outdoor things that we like to do. But something else that we really like to do is we like to play games together. Um, we've really been trying to build our game collection, and that has been something, it, it is a little bit of an investment. Um, but maybe instead of just, you know, getting a steak dinner or, you know, paying for some type of media entertainment or even like having a Netflix subscription, we're able to take that money instead and invest it into games. Um, so we've really enjoyed doing that. We're going to share a couple of our favorite ones. Our kids are still little, so they usually go to bed about seven, well, between seven and eight, but we shoot for more towards seven if possible. And that gives us some hours in the evening to enjoy together. Um, I think like our ultimate date night, if we can't get a babysitter or, you know, used to be family to help is we put them to bed and we'd order a pizza and play a game together. Um, pizza doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's ice cream or we bake cookies together. Um, but we really do enjoy playing games. So we're going to share a couple that, uh, I actually got Simeon for Christmas that we've been playing that we really enjoy. Yeah, so the first one that I got um, was a game called Parks, which is all about visiting the national parks all throughout the United States, which is kind of funny since we're not in the States anymore. But um, we'll have fun introducing it to some other people. Uh, But it is a two to four player. Five. Two to five player, you're right. Two to five player game. We've never played it with five players. I think I've only played it with four. Um, But anyway, it's two to five players, and it actually works really well with two players. Um, and so that's one of the things that we've enjoyed is that the two of us have been able to play it. Um, anyway, the idea of the game is that you are going on various hikes and during your hikes, you're visiting different national parks. You collect tokens and you pay those tokens to do various things and buy, you know, pay to be able to go visit these parks and collect them in your little bin. And then at the end of the game, you collect up your points and see who won. 
Um, but the game is absolutely stunning. It's the most beautiful game I think I've ever seen. And I've played a lot of board games. It's a very beautiful game. The artwork is fantastic. Um, but it, it it's a decently long game as far as it takes uh, maybe 45 minutes to play or so. Maybe 30-ish if Depends, you're two-player. Yeah, yeah two-player might be shorter, but, um, but we've had a good time with it. We got faster the more we played it. The first time took a little while yeah. to learn Yeah, and I would highly recommend if you're going to get that one to watch the video that the company who made it put out that teaches you how to play the game. On YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head the name of the company, but uh, we can put that in the notes. Yeah, I'll link these games, too, in, in the notes if you want to check any of these out and get them. Parks was my favorite. I loved playing that one. Um, that one was was really fun. Um, then we got Lost Cities. Yeah, Lost Cities is a also a two-player game. Um, Parks, you can play with more. Lost Cities is a only two-player game, uh, and there's no single-player variant either, so it's, you have to have two people. Um, but the idea of that one is supposedly you're visiting different lost cities, although it doesn't play like that at all. It's a fun game. The theme is totally irrelevant. It is completely irrelevant. Um, but anyway, the idea is that there are um, five decks of cards numbered two through ten, and you are essentially just collecting those cards and laying them down in order but the other player is also laying their cards down in order, and anything anybody discards is fair game to be picked up by the other player. So you're constantly monitoring what you're playing and what they need and back and forth, and so you're trying not to give them what they need while also playing what you need, and they're trying to give you not give you what you need, and so it's kind of this back and forth of you holding stuff in your hand that you don't really want but would help them, and... So you have to make that, constantly have to make that decision of, do I want to hold this in my hand a little bit longer, or do I go ahead and give it to them and possibly give them a whole bunch of points? So anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of a fast card game, too. Yeah, it starts, the, again, it's one of those things, like, the first time you play it, it'll take you a little bit, um, but we can pretty much whiz through that one now. Okay, then there's The Crew, which I actually think I got you for your birthday, maybe not Christmas. Yeah, so The Crew um, is a more story-driven game. So if you want a long-form game that the two of you can enjoy, The Crew is based on the idea that there's another planet in our solar system that you're supposed to be trying to find. And so you play these various problem-solving things that you have to do together as a team. So you win together or you lose together to advance the story. Um, But... You are trying to accomplish various challenges while you're playing the game, but you cannot communicate with one another. You're not allowed to talk about what's in your hand or what you need to play or who needs to do what. The only thing that you can communicate is this one little token, and it's really specific what you're allowed to communicate using that token. So um, it's not a good game if you want to strike up a conversation, but... (laughs) It's a it lot is fun. of fun. The, the strategy of that one is unique because you are working together as a team, kind of like against the game. Without communicating with yes. one another. Yeah. yeah, so you're not like playing against each other. You're playing with each other without communicating against the game. So it, it's unique in how it's designed. So you'll get to know your spouse in a very unique way playing <laughs> that game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're having some relationship issues and you want to spend time together, we don't want to have to talk, jump in with the crew. <laughs> Um, Okay, so the other thing that's kind of a game, kind of not, would be the Finders Seekers kind of escape game thing that we found. Um, So this is actually a subscription box 
that you can sign up and cancel anytime. So I actually did this, uh, not 2022, but 2021, I found out about this. And so I got the October box and the November box, and then I canceled and gifted both of those to Simeon for Christmas. So these are kind of like an escape game idea. Um, they're country themed, and it has like a storyline, something you have to solve, some type of mystery or, you know, whatnot. Um, but then there's all of these different puzzles and things that you solve to, I guess, ultimately kind of solve the whole thing. Yeah, so it's, um, they're really, really unique puzzles and they're well put together. It's not a true escape game. You're not trying to get out of anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you typically are trying to solve some kind of problem or story or find someone or something like that. Um, but in the process of doing that, you have to solve all of these different puzzles. Some of them are, you know, pretty basic word puzzles that you get through pretty quick. Others are really, really difficult. Um, but if you're not the type that's patient enough to sit there and try and figure it out, they do have a, a way for you to check with your phone and get hints and see how you're doing and eventually solve it for you if you, if you still can't figure it out. Um, but all the ones that we've done, um, I've been able to do without hints, basically. Yeah, um, I think I got you those two in 21, and then I got you one in 22. Was that the Iceland one? We yeah. got, we have one that was Iceland themed, and that one was the, the best. Yeah. Because it went with the whole Jules Verne journey to the center of the earth theme. Um, this lady had, like, found his lost journal, so she was solving all of these different puzzles. I'll be perfectly honest, that is not my cup of tea. My brain doesn't work. In puzzles, um, usually by the end of the day, if I'm going to sit down and try to enjoy a date night with Simeon, it would not be to solve these intricate puzzles. That's more his thing. Now, if it's a word puzzle, I've got that. I'll solve that really quickly. Um, and that tends to be where he's not as strong. So we work it out. Um, but usually I, you know, have like my one puzzle that I solve and then he solves all the rest of them while I'm like, are you sure you don't want to ask for a hint? Yeah, but they're, they're really, really creative with, um, the materials that they send. They send it to you in this envelope mm -hmm. and the envelope will have a piece of paper inside that kind of like tells you the very basics of what the story is going to be about. And then it tells you all of the pieces that are going to be inside of your envelope so that you can make sure that you're not missing anything. But the pieces that come in this pouch um, are unique to the month that you're on. So they send out a new different one uh, each month. I assume it's a different one each month. I'm not mm -hmm. really sure how they do that. Yeah, but... and like I said, you can cancel at any time if you don't want to have like another subscription thing on your monthly budget. Yeah. You just want to try it out. But it is something that is very unique and very different. But if you're trying to get out of the box and find something new, you, you know, you're tired of just going to restaurants, you're tired of whatever... Um, even maybe games, regular type board games. This was a really unique And all the ones that we've, that we've done have been clean. And some of those stuff that you see advertised on Facebook and things like that, or murder mysteries and whatnot, you have no idea what's in them. Mm -hmm. Where this one is, they've all been very clean and family friendly. So, yeah, so it's $30 for the month box. And it is kind of like a one and done type thing. Once you've solved the puzzles, once you've done them, um, you know, you wouldn't go back and do that again. But if you want to splurge and get something out of the box, I would highly recommend that. We really enjoyed it. And I also found out oh, over this past Christmas that they have a Finder Seekers Junior. So this is for kids. Same concept, same ideas, but simpler puzzles. So we actually got a box for our oldest. And she loved it. She had so much fun. A few of the puzzles were a little trickier. 
dad had to help her on some. Some of them, I was like, that's too easy. She solved it right away. Um, but this was just a really neat idea that was something different that we really enjoyed doing. So I think those are some of the main date night things that we enjoy. Um, we love going outside, doing things outside. Um, we like playing games, doing that together. We do enjoy going out to eat together. That's always nice just to get a change of pace. Um, but that always doesn't work with, you know, babysitters and the cost of babysitters and then the cost of dinner on top of that. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it, it's just too much. Different seasons, it's too much. And right now we're in one of those seasons where it's just not super feasible for us. So we're having to get creative. Like I said, maybe it's just going to be ordering a pizza after the kids go to bed. Um, maybe we are just going to do dessert. We're going to buy a dessert. We're going to make a dessert together. Um, we love tea. So maybe it's just going to be hot tea together in the evening. Um, whether that's hot tea in a game or, you know, we enjoy... Um, reading together. Sometimes we, we will read through a book together at the same time, and that's not quite like date night fun, but we enjoy doing that together. Okay, so those are some of the things that we enjoy doing together. I was going to share some different responses um, when I did the poll on Instagram of some date night ideas that you all had. Um, so several people said just anywhere that they can walk and talk together. I kind of talked to that already. Um, just it's nice to set that time aside. I know, especially with us, we're together a lot just due to the nature of our life and dynamics and ministry and all of that. But sometimes we don't actually just talk for fun. You know, we are either talking about the kids or talking about ministry or talking about our to-do list, but to just talk and dream together and to hear what's going on in the other person's heart, um, to pray together, that is special. And I think a lot of times that comes from not talking enough. I think usually when we get some time together alone and we start talking, we generally start talking about this is going on or that's going on or this is coming up in the schedule or this is a thing that we need to do or um, whatever. But the longer we're sitting there talking, the more that stuff kind of fades into the background and we actually get to talk about real heart-to-heart -heart kind of things or even just things that we want to do someday, dreaming forward in our lives, talking about the kids, that kind of stuff. Um, the real conversations happen once you get through all of the surface stuff. So sometimes the date night is nice just to have more than 15 minutes to talk to one another so that you can get through <laughs> all the surface stuff. <laughs> um, the different people mentioned things like bowling, mini golf, sporting events. Um, somebody said shopping, antiquing. You know, everybody has a little bit of a different idea of what they deem as fun. Just make sure it's something you both like and not something just one of you likes. <laughs> well, or sometimes, you know, one of them likes it maybe even a lot more than the other. Sure. And you just learn to adapt because you love that person. But if I dragged you to a football game or if you dragged me and Then you would owe I me would a die. shopping outing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would die if I went antiquing. I know that's some, some people's thing, but it is not mine. <laughs> When doing a date night, it is probably best to try to do something that you both enjoy so that you can enjoy one another. If you're miserable, then you're probably not going to enjoy your spouse so much. Um, something else I wanted to mention, I know we talked a little bit about being on a budget or the babysitter issue or just not really being able to get out of the house and getting creative in the house with you know tea, dessert, pizza, 
something like that. Also remember that even if you're getting outside of your house, even if you've got the babysitter or you have a kid's free night um, and you're going out, it doesn't always have to be dinner. It doesn't always have to be a fancy dinner. If you're trying to watch funds or, you know, hey, we only have an hour that we can slip out. Um, there's been often times where we just go out and grab a dessert or go out to Starbucks and get a drink together and sit and talk. Um, so that that's something too to keep in mind when you're thinking about actually going out somewhere. Um, it doesn't always have to be food. Another thing that we actually found, Simeon really loves grilling. So there were some times that his, when we were back in the States, his mom would have the kids and instead of going out for a restaurant meal, we would actually like pick up steaks from somewhere, which was out of the norm. We didn't normally have steaks in our meal plan. So it was still a nice thing, but we would go back home. So we were kind of, you know, we were able to just chill and relax and try to like, don't use this time to do the home projects, you know, make our dinner and then enjoy it leisurely at home at a quiet home while the kids weren't there. Yeah. And I think I made this caveat last time, but I'll make it again. If you and your spouse are not used to actually doing things together like that, it's going to, there's a learning curve. It's going to take you a little while to punch through that, you know? You got to punch through the we're not watching TV together and we're not going out to eat because there's all kinds of distractions when you go out to eat. There's people to talk about. There's things to point at and look at. When yeah, you're at when home, it's talking, just the two of you. So yeah, you, when we're talking about date night ideas, we're trying to share some too that aren't just quantity time, but it's quality time. You know, you can sit on the couch for four hours. You know, from the time you put the kids to bed till you go to bed, which is what we've done or had done in, you know, a season of our life where we had a lot of quantity time, but it was not quality time. So we really tried to reverse that in our relationship. And don't feel awkward about quiet either. Um, some people get really awkward or they feel really weird when, when it gets quiet in the room, but that's actually not a bad thing at all. Quietness is good for everybody. So when your conversations ebb and flow, so there'll be bits where you're talking for half an hour straight and then there'll be five to ten minutes of not really talking all that much and that's okay that's just how conversation is but what that means is that you're getting down to the deeper stuff and it's taking more time for you to process the conversation than normal sometimes it's nice to just be too we live in a culture and a day and age where we don't just sit <laughs> it's awkward it's weird it's strange we feel like there's silence there's this void that must be filled um but god says be still and know that i am god it is nice to to embrace the quiet i know somebody said that they just love sitting and enjoying a sunset with their spouse i feel like we sometimes when it comes to day night ideas we think of all these like activities or things that we have to do whereas maybe you just simply want to Hey, the kids are in bed, the house is clean, everything's quiet, the sun is setting, let's grab a chair and let's sit on our front porch, let's sit in the backyard, let's just enjoy being outside and, and not even necessarily having to do something. Now, maybe you have a fire pit and you want to roast s'mores together, or maybe you want to pass a football, or maybe you want to do whatever, but maybe you just want to sit. Maybe you just want to enjoy the quiet and the peace, but do it together. Do it holding hands. Do it um, being together. And I think one thing that we have to just throw in here, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, the TV and being careful to not let that become the primary source of, you know, time. I say that in, in air quotes because that's really not time together. But I think we need to address here to the issue of our cell phones. 
Um, we're so connected. I know Simeon's got a watch. You know, we've got the phones. It, it, it's constantly a part of our day. And uh, there's parts of that that I love. I love being able to be so connected to friends and family. And, you know, we're in ministry. We need to be able to be connected with people. That's what God has called us to. But when it comes to time with your spouse, setting aside, you know, this important time, obviously, barring emergency, or if you've got a babysitter, you need to be able to contact them. Don't just chuck your phone out the window. Um, but when you're trying to spend this quantity time, you need to put the phone away, put the distractions away, and let your spouse see that I care about you. I am investing myself, my heart, into you and your heart enough that I'm going to put those other distractions aside and I'm going to spend this time with you. And I think just the whole idea of being still and embracing the silence kind of brought that to mind. Um, and I just think, I mean, that's an area that we struggle in. I'm not, I'm not saying that we've got this figured out. Um, a lot of what we share comes from our own personal experience and things that we're struggling and working through. Um, but in a society that is so connected and so um, just always on some type of media device, I think we would be doing a disservice to talk about a date night episode and not mention the, the warning to just be very careful to connect with the real people that are right in front of you. Every once in a while, uh, my mom is famous for this, but every once in a while a story will come out that you've never heard before. And she'll have told you the same story about 350 times, but she's never told that one ever. And it's like, where has this story been our entire lives? But you know when those stories come out is when you're just sitting around and talking, and that doesn't happen that much. So you keep hearing these, you know, and then the same thing is true with your with your spouse. When we just sit down and we chat, I learn things about her that I didn't know. And usually it's because we're talking about something we've either never talked about before, or we've never talked about before that deeply or in that context before. And so a piece of history will come out that I've never heard of or... Those always happen in those Andy Griffith moments where we're all just sitting around in the chairs, yep. being quiet, yep. just, you know, <laughs> enjoying stillness, and then out comes this random story. Yeah, yeah, or you're talking about somebody, and then some, you know, memory you have with that person comes out, and the, the other person wasn't there to experience that, and you've just shared a moment of your life that you didn't have, you couldn't have shared otherwise, because that conversation would have never happened. Um, and so... It's all necessary, the, the, the quiet, the stillness, the long conversations. That Again, that's all stuff of the past because we're so inundated with media. And that's coming from a guy who likes tech. Um, but we're just so inundated with this stuff and it's immediate gratification and it's you know short 240 character tweets and it, that, that kind of thing. We're just so used to short, fast, scrolling kind of lifestyle and entertainment that when we are faced with the prospect of sitting across from another person for more than 10 seconds, we're like, what do we do? We can't function anymore. And that's not a healthy way to have a marriage. And so it's, it's really, really important that you spend actual time with your spouse, whether it be with a board game or with a cup of coffee, whatever it is, spend some real time with that person. 
I think one of the best pieces of marriage advice that we heard early on in our marriage, it was at a couple's retreat, and it was a couple who, I don't know, probably mid-40s. Their kids were teenagers at the time. But they challenged the young ones to, in the midst of all the busyness and craziness that having little kids and raising children brings, to make sure to invest in your spouse. Because they said, you know, you have... I mean, varying on the couple, we had, what, like 18 months before I got pregnant with our first? And then, you know, here she came, and it's just been baby after baby ever since. Um, So we had this little window of time from marriage to our first child. Um, Now we're going to have years. We're going to have decades of raising children, of bringing them up in our home, and that is wonderful. That is a blessing. I'm not saying I can't wait till they get out of our house so it can be us, just us again. I love having them. And I'm so glad that this is how we get to do life. But the reality is one day they will leave our home. And their challenge was don't let your children leave your home. And then you look over at your spouse and you're like, wow, where have you been for the past 20 years? Who are you? Mm-hmm. What do we have in common? Because for all these years we had the kids in common and now they're gone and you're a stranger to me. Um, and I thought that was really, really good advice to remember that your relationship with your spouse comes first, even over your relationship with your kids. And I, I am a stay-at-home mom of four kids, six and under, and I struggle to remember that so often because their very survival depends on my 24-7 attention. Um, but I, I need to make sure that Simeon comes first, that as my husband, that that, that relationship has priority. So I just thought that was really good. I wanted to throw that in here as we wrap this up. And then the last one that I want to share, somebody messaged me this uh, when I did the poll, and I thought it was really unique, um, a really neat idea. They said that they do, they call it date nights around the world. So they look up about a country, just different interesting facts about the country. They make a food from that country together. So they're cooking together. I know a lot of people seem to enjoy cooking things together, getting in the kitchen, working on something together. So they make a food from that country together. They enjoy that. And then she said they actually watch a documentary or some type of, you know, media source telling more about that country or a unique thing there. And I just thought that was something really neat and different that I hadn't really heard before. That if you kind of want to uh, get to experience the world from the comforts of your couch, that you could do together as a couple. So anyways, this is broad spectrum of ideas. And I know there are many more out there. um, And everybody's likes and dislikes are different. So, you know, you know you, you know your man. Listen to this and take it or leave it. But these are some things that either we enjoy or that other people have enjoyed that I thought were kind of unique ideas. So I just thought that we would share them with you. And hey, if you have any other date night ideas that I did not mention that you just think she's got to know this because we're always looking for new ideas too. We love to keep things new and fresh. Feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, send me an email at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your ideas. And if you try any of these ideas and you're just like, wow, that finder seeker game was so awesome. Shoot me a message and tell me about it. I would love to hear that. So we will link all of these down in the comments these different games, these different things, if you want to check those out. But I look forward to joining you in the next episode. Simeon will be back with me. We are going to dive into love languages. You'll get to hear what our love languages are, and we'll just kind of dive into the whole topic of 
different ways that we can express and show love. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.